Yeah, okay, give me a sec. If I keep generating good content, I can't edit this bit out. <laughs> so, uh, nailing it, baby. <laughs> as long as that's what you think. Welcome once again aboard Beef Station. Join us as we rocket through the stars at the speed of sound. I'm Oscar. Andrew. Where are we today, boy? We're behind enemy lines. Well, we're obviously still in space, but simultaneously... <laughs> Ob- obviously, Starship Beef <laughs> yeah. continues to sail on. We've we've infiltrated the private property of one of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're less intergalactic media broadcasters now and more like hobos. Just yeah. <laughs> just looking for a place to crash. Can we record crash. a podcast at your house? <laughs> just looking Please. for a, a place to crash for the afternoon. Please, mister. There's too much background noise elsewhere. If we could use your bedroom, that would be so lovely. We're just begging for booze and cigarettes now. That's, <laughs> that's the life aboard Beef Station. Look, it's a hard life. It's a tough life, but it's our life. Hey, uh, have you got any spare foam board I can use to dampen the acoustics <laughs> in here? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> a fan? That's going to have to be turned off. The acoustic implications are unbelievable. Yeah, we got a we got a little vaporizer in the other corner of the room. So that's right. We vape. Mm. Or, well, I mean, the, the room vapes. oil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this room vape. fucking vapes, man. We're, we're vapees. <laughs> uh, I were currently being vaped. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving right along. Moving on. Should we start Do we with? Have any news? A little bit of news. Should we start with a little bit of news? No, I reckon let's start with a lot of news. Okay, just a little bit of news. Beef bullet. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the ASMR <laughs> segment of the show. ASMR. <laughs> Fuck, let's do that. <laughs> let's let's just do that. <laughs> Fuck movies. We're doing that now. All right. Bray Larson has been arrested for. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, James Gunn is back on as director of Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Fuck, really? Really, really. I mean, honestly, good. Because like, yeah. the fact that they fired him was fucked. What? Boy. <laughs> <laughs> um. If if anyone's ever gotten to pull a look who's come crawling back. Yeah. But here's the thing, he still gets to go and do that Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> so he's got so more he's work out of it. Way better so, off. So they got rid of him and then yeah, DC was like, All right, well do you want to do Suicide Squad? He's like, Yeah, sweet. And then DC's like, actually quick have you back. He's like, Sorry. Whatever was like, Hey, now hear me out, James. You're fired. <laughs> but don't worry. <laughs> yeah, right so right just, six months of death threats. That's it. For being a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> That's and it. you'll get to direct two movies. <laughs> you know, James Gunn. It's Gunn's like the like marshmallow <laughs> test, but for Hollywood directors. All right, if you can withstand six months of death threats for being a pedophile, then you get to direct two movies, or you cannot have said that thing six years ago and you only get to direct one. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> a pretty niche joke for the psych students. <laughs> yeah, no, I just laughed along. You're welcome. Um, the marshmallow test is a famous psychological test whereby you place a marshmallow in front of children and say, if you don't eat this for the next 10 minutes while I leave the room, you get two. Yeah, but I got a marshmallow now. What are you talking about? Right. And right. so you would be roughly under the age of four. Uh, oh. Mm. And there were all these Fuck. studies that said it was a predictor for like life success <laughs> and big surprise they're now being debunked. <laughs> um, it says here, so um, why have they changed their mind? I'm reading from an article on deadline.com. <laughs> um, 
Because uh, we said some real bad shit too, and we're just hoping that we don't set a precedent of it coming back down on us. <laughs> what well, says here? They put a marshmallow in front of James Gunn, and he just sat there for a week and a half. That's a funny um, joke, man. Thanks, Good man. reference. I don't understand it, but I think I did it well. <laughs> um, after the firing, Walt Disney Studios chairman Alan Horn met with Gunn on multiple occasions to discuss the situation, persuaded by Gunn's public apology and his handling of the situation. Thereafter, Horn has decided to reverse course and reinstate Gunn. Um, James Gunn took to Twitter. Great. And I think I'm going to have to find Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Come in to get back out there and fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> and said, Michael Jackson was just misunderstood. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh. um, what did he say? Hurry up. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm already going to get fired for filling in time, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I'm tremendously grateful to every person out there who supported me over the past few months. Gun yeah. wrote on Twitter on Stop Friday. Stop reading your personal statement. Hurry up and read James Gunn's. <laughs> I'm always learning and will continue to work at being the best human being I can be. Yes, it is definitely isn't me. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I deeply appreciate Disney's decision and I'm excited to continue making films that investigate the ties of love that bind us all. Ugh. Yeah, all right, buddy. Whatever. <laughs> I think he's reading a bit more into Guardians of the Galaxy than everyone else is. <laughs> the ties of love that bind us all. He's talking about... Um, it's like, just shut up and make another Best of the 70s about, mixtape. Talking about Nambla. <laughs> Ooh. Again, another one that's got right off my It's head. a North American Man Boy Love Association. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome had... back to another episode of the podcast that makes you aware of things you wish you didn't know existed. <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, well, <laughs> yes, and <laughs> at least I'll always have my wobble board to fall back on in hard times. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! It's gonna be a long news. <laughs> I have been and continue to be incredibly humbled by your love and support from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you. So, um, it's great that he's been back on. Yeah, back on this film. He's never I, been fired, but like <laughs> I think they're fired. They're like, right, well, let's get another director that. Oh fuck! As press statements go, shit. Press statement. Oh, it keeps going, but I just can't be fucked to keep. Ah, uh, yeah, it's not going to redeem yeah. itself. Yeah. Opening paragraphs, um, all that matters, really. Yeah, exactly. It says here the original Guardians may be made. Uh, Guardians movie made almost seven hundred and eighty million dollars worldwide. Guardians two made eight hundred and si- more than eight hundred and sixty million worldwide. Mm. Um, absolutely no no brainer that you get him back on. So I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that he's back at the helm because I honestly think the Guardians movies are some of my favorites of the year. It absolutely would not surprise me if it was in their long game plan to like make a public show of firing him and then bring him back on. Yeah, I mean. That makes no sense. Like, oh, I don't know. I mean, because oh, then they get the redemption arc of yeah. like, oh, so we've, we've, we've taken we've action, but also get to forgotten. do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, so no, I don't know. Um, Who knows what those billion dollar psychopaths are fucking doing up there? Okay, I got a quick bit of news here on Empire Online. Well, that'd be good. Yeah, it's not much Star Wars news, but it's a bit of Star Wars news. <laughs> it says here that. <laughs> Oscar Isaac says... Star Wars episode, and then the uh, article ends. It's a bit of Star Wars news for you. <laughs> well, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, he, he did a, a, an interview an interview recently on the Today Show, and he said it's going to be... Episode 9 is going to be the end of the entire Skywalker saga. Oh, fuck. Which is kind of exciting, because I think the they're The end planned- of the entire Star Wars universe. <laughs> like, Oscar, no! <laughs> now we have to do it. <laughs> no, see, um, he says that... um Because well, it's crazy, it's like nine movies now, all about mm. this one fucking, like, family, well, about time. family dynasty of single-headedly fucking up the whole galaxy. Yeah, I, I like the... Like, having a lengthy arc of characters over movies is good, but I reckon it's just about run their course. Yeah, especially one. since I'm not really sure how the seventh, in the seventh and eighth episodes, how the Skywalker stuff really ties in that much. Because, like, you don't really ever know. I think we sort of found out that Ray's parents 
Spoiler alert, but Star Wars 7 and 8 um, are, are like no one, apparently. Yeah. So Ray's not a Skywalker, and they've just killed off the real world, Side and man. then J.J. Abrams have killed off the other two Skywalkers. That so was like, really good, that the choice to just have have that person be I everybody. anticipate them That's reneging awesome. it later. <laughs> well, I don't think there's any real reason to renege it. Like, I think it's, it, it's, it's lusting after that Harry Potter thing where it's like everyone yeah. can be special, everyone can be like a Jedi Knight, you know, so, so yeah. if... If this rando person that's the daughter of two whatevers can make it, then then you can also move shit with your hands one day. Yeah, and like our thoughts on Solo aside, um, I have a real soft spot for the Star Wars universe. I, I think oh, I've yeah. enjoyed most of them. At the time, I think I said it before, like at the time I watched them, I enjoyed most of Solo them. Solo was the Maybe only bad Cyberpunk. experience I've had. Yeah, really. exactly. And so like this, I'm really looking forward to this one. I haven't really had much other news about it, other than the fact that like Dale's... Daisy Ridley and all that's going to be in it. Um, there was a bit of non-news I skipped over last week, but Matt Smith announced he's not going to be in it. Right. <laughs> it's just always excellent. Um, but we haven't. We don't even know the title of it or anything. It's one of my favorite like genres of news article is celebrity forced to debunk rumor. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a whole. We could start up a whole news. So website guys, all about that. I fucking wish <laughs> I'm not in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that's um, that's a little. Um, Little Star Wars news for the week, mm. and I don't know if you've noticed. I'm trying to stretch it out here because I've got one other news story this week, um, and it's, it's really not very much. How's this? Sesame Street live action movie set for 2021. <laughs> oh man, and it's it's <laughs> it's going to be le- it's a musical led by the director of Portlandia. So I would love it's it a if a musical. It would- Oh, it's. I guess all of it's Sesame like Muppets Street is kind, kind of, of stuff. Musical. Yeah, um, <laughs> dude, Portland. You've ever seen that? I would love it if it was just this absurdist, awkward humor. <laughs> it's just, it's, yeah, it's just Sesame Street two hours. Like uh, it's two Sesame Street characters waiting for a yeah. character that never shows up for two hours. <laughs> hey, Bert, what's going on? I gotta say, Ernie, you're. Uh, Making me kind of uncomfortable right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great Bert and Ernie impression. It's, it's both a terrible Bert and Ernie impression <laughs> and also nothing like what Portlandia is. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Portlandia is that um, Carrie Brownstein, Fred Armisen sketch show that makes fun of like hipsters is, in Portland. Is, does this work? Waiting for Birdo. Is Birdo what? a Muppet? Birdo's a Nintendo character. Oh, fuck. <laughs> What's the blue bird Muppet that's, uh, that that's turns Sammy out to be an Eagle. alien? Oh, no, that's Gonzo. Gonzo. Fuck, waiting for Gonzo would have been way better. What the fuck's... Waiting for Gonzo would have been great. Let me redo that bit again. Yeah, fine. It's going to be a... Where are we up to? Live action Sesame Street movie. Andrew, have you got any thoughts or opinions or jokes about this? Haha. Waiting for Gonzo. <laughs> How was that? Yeah, good. No, yeah? that was good. great. Great. Yeah, good. Oh, f- fucking hell. Man. Genuinely, for a second, I thought you were actually laughing. No, no. All right. Well, it's no, a play it on the title "Waiting for Gotto," which you know about if you are smart. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. It's a play where two characters wait around for a character to show up for the entire duration of the play, and they never show up. Warner Brothers has also announced that there's going to be a live-action Tom and Jerry movie. Warner Brothers have also announced that there's going to be a live-action Tom and Jerry movie. Why Are you was listening the, to me? Why was this the addendum to the story? A live-action Tom and Jerry movie? Because we end on the closer, you stupid fuck. What is going fuck? with people? <laughs> people are fucking with us. We're in the Matrix, man. 
This is, this is how, every, this is how it like, finally happened. There's just this process where they're like, every animated thing that's ever happened, let's see how it goes in real life. <laughs> what is, what's live action about it? Are they going to animate a cat? Like... Oh my god, there's a Rugrats movie as well. Fuck what the in fuck hell. Is going on? <laughs> it would be oh better. I, this isn't a bit, by the way. <laughs> no, We're reading this off news sites. Like, I'm just shocked. Is this like. Why the, do they think this works better than actually animating them? Maybe this is like The Onion, but for movie news. What's I mean, going on? Jesus Christ, man. You. I'm 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 absolutely gobsmacked yeah, no, that they're choosing to it's wild, man. choosing to do this. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we like, I, actually, that, I we didn't realize. Yeah. Think back to when we learned about <laughs> Pikachu and Sonic, and, like, and, and you're like, going, okay, this is the crest. Th- this, this is, is this is the summit of the mountain that is Beef Station right. News. This is the summit of the mountain of adapting films to our generation, where like absolutely. things that were once animated are becoming live action because I don't know. I don't understand them kids and they've got a short attention span so they don't want to look at things that aren't based in the real world. Is that why all this is happening? This does not explain what we're witnessing right now. Rugrats? Rugrats has been out of the cultural sphere for like 10 fucking years and they're just like, oh, let's bring it back. But but this time, Tommy still looks like a baby that's gone through chemo but he's not animated this time. Fucking hell. What know. age are the children gonna be? Uh, no, no, I've, li- I've closed. No, Live action? No, was, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't want to know the answer. These are. F- I'm philosophically asking. It's nice to know that Beef Station will be alive and well in 2021 Jesus when all of that Christ. shit comes out. Are they going to animate the babies, or are they going to be actual babies, or are they going to be children that are older than the babies in the animated series that can say full lines like the babies in the series used to? I'm hoping just like the goodies did in 1960, they just crammed the baby's mouth full of peanut butter, and the babies are going... And they dub the lines in later, so it's like Alec Baldwin voicing Tommy or something. I think that would be less shit than what they're going to (laughs) do. What do you mean shit? I think... uh, I think think what is it? Just a genuinely great idea, man. Oh, my God. (laughs) We got to... We got to talk about something else. My brain is just starting to eat itself. I can't process what's going on. What What are they doing to my childhood? I don't know, man. Here's the thing, though. We, we, we like, like <laughs> you say, like, oh, we're in the Matrix. No, this is no. We're not in the Matrix. This Oscar, is, think it, about it. It's more likely that we are at this point, judging by the fucking. Who yeah. is that relevant to? I don't know. Who's asking no. for a fucking live no. action re- no. No. Rugrats reboot? No one. Well, then, because then they can sell Rugrats Blu-ray box sets when the, when it comes out. You know. That's not enough money. <sighs> oh, really? There's enough money in Blu-ray box sets? Yeah, no. Um, I just... I want to... Uh, yeah. Well, it's just weird, man, because we haven't actually had that yeah, many... Yeah, you're right. It is just weird, man. Well, no, because we haven't actually had that many like live-action movies that have come out and been successful. Like, literally, all we've had is, like, The Jungle Book, right? Like, isn't it just... There's the, been a bunch of ones, but, like, that well, was one of the better ones. haven't come out. Like, the Lion King one hasn't come out. The fucking Dumbo one and the Aladdin one haven't come out. There's been so many that have been announced, and literally none of them are out yet. That's a good question. What sparked this? And surely, they must, have, they must have either done, like, a, a, an unbelievable amount. The was amount. the first one. I'm serious. It kinda, like, it, it, I just noticed now, none of these have come out yet. There's no, been, we had stuff like, like so Avatar The Last Airbender was a big one that was a no, live-action adaptation of an animated series, but it was shit. And it, it was universally no, that, panned. That was, no, this is, these are like all like major Disney kinds of 
90s ass Progress kids it's things. Disney, dude, is it? No, I mean like 90s ass pop culture stuff. I mean, I'm not really counting the the Avatar stuff with that because that's like a holy, that's like a separate genre and a separate set of people that are interested in that. But I mean like all this like live action Disney movies and all these like fucking live action 90s and 80s cartoons that are being brought back. This is like a holy new thing. And I just don't understand because like maybe they make money, but honestly. <laughs> there was that Garfield movie. Is it all spread off the back of the Garfield movie? Imagine if the Cohen brothers actually achieved something in their entire life. That's <laughs> no, the, was it the Cohen the Cohen, Cohen brothers. <laughs> oh man! Or it's a Cohen film, I yeah, guess. It was, uh, jo- it was uh, Joel Joel Cohen and Cohen. Bill, Mar- Bill Murray accidentally signed up for the Garfield movie because he thought it was a Cohen brothers. Movie. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was. I thought it was still a pair of brothers, but they they went Cohen. <laughs> anyway, I just anyway. don't understand if you can. Here's a challenge for you listeners. If you can fucking figure out the missing jigsaw piece of the puzzle of why we're getting a, a, a really, really unwanted cultural revolution, <laughs> which feels like boomers think that they know what millennials want, and so they're just like, oh, just, yeah, reboot that cartoon that they all fucking watched when they were like seven years old, but <laughs> don't capture any of the childhood joy of it. Just make it based in the real world. <laughs> Like yeah, you're right. That's exactly what I wanted my yeah, childhood no. to become. I just, I'm I'm actually looking forward to slash interested in how this Lion King one's gonna go. Because Detective like- Pikachu is the only one that'll be good. <laughs> that is the only one that'll be good. I'm saying it right now. All of the rest of them are the gonna d- be fucking soulless. The Dumbo, they'll Tim make Burn money, one but they'll right. be soulless. Yeah, I don't know, man. The Dumbo Tim Burton just- one looks alright. Ugh. Yeah. Jack me into that Matrix pod, man. Because <laughs> if this is it. Boy, <laughs> boy, I got bad news. Oh, for you, man. Fourth this wave capitalism is not doing good things for culture. I'll, I'll break that news. You better start believing in fairy tales, kid. You're in one. Okay, very good. Thanks, man. Um, <laughs> so should we, should we kick it through to the movie we did today? Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean took me a while. <laughs> no, it is Pirates of yeah, the Caribbean. Yeah, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Um, did I tell you that recently I watched like a... It was like a two-hour-long video essay about why the Pirates of the Caribbean one film is like a masterpiece and it was some dude, it's like his favourite movie and he did it. No it's joke. A, it's a two-hour-long video essay. But Pirates of the Caribbean... Uh, at least the first one, if not like the second, yeah, is a genuinely great movie. Yeah, well, dude, the problem was like I, it was a two-hour long like, thing. So ironically, I basically, I basically just rewatched Pirates of the Caribbean the other day with some f- YouTube fuckwits director's commentary Fuck on yeah. the top of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Red, Red Letter Media is a bit that way. I always go to watch their videos and I open it up and it'll be like analysis of Solo, Three ninety-three hours. minutes. <laughs> yeah. it's like, fuck me, I don't. <laughs> I don't need ninety three oh minutes God. to tell me it's a bad movie. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. okay. So we saw Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. We saw Captain <laughs> Which Marvel. Which is the reason we're stretching the news out for so long. <laughs> I dragged Andrew <sighs> kicking and screaming to Captain Marvel. It'll be popular. People like seeing the Marvel films. Was yeah. n- not even what you said. That's <laughs> what my internal monologue tried to justify to myself well, as. The name of this movie is basically just Marvel Superhero. It's Captain Marvel, baby. It's, a, it's Marvel. You like Marvel? Marvel. Look, Marvel. <laughs> Do they... <laughs> Why is it called that? <laughs> 
I don't know. I think it's one of those like minor fucking superheroes where like <laughs> in the same way as like Doctor Strange came out and no one really knew who the fuck Doctor Strange was and they're like, we'll be able to spin this. They're not called Strange Comics. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's probably a bit of history to this that better journalists than us might have researched. I don't know why it's called Captain Marvel. Maybe Stan Lee yeah. was just really Better journalists than us aren't this damn funny. So <laughs> if you didn't laugh at that, you don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> oh. Really begs, begs, begs the question of why I'm still here. Oscar's frantically on his phone looking at why it's called Ca- Captain Ca- Marvel. <laughs> Captain Marvel, why? <laughs> Captain Marvel, why? Yeah, that's what we're titling this episode. Fucking hell. <laughs> Captain Marvel post credit scene explained. <laughs> it's literally the most straightforward. The cat vomits, that's what... <laughs> Can can Nick Fury not have found vet bills? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> How does that cube fit in the cat? <laughs> Spoiler alert. It's very funny if you see the film. <laughs> if you haven't seen the film, it's like they're just they've totally lost it. They've <laughs> lost touch with reality. Uh they don't understand what's going on. <laughs> this one's a loose one. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, Andrew. Um, <laughs> Andrew had certain conditions about what it would take for him to be able to do this episode, and <laughs> I think I towards the end of the episode, you I might w- know. <laughs> I will not watch this movie sober. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so I don't, I don't, my op- conditions were met. The opening paragraph of Wikipedia doesn't explain why <laughs> she's called Captain Marvel. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Give me, give me a damn phone. Don't ever tell me what to do. <clears throat> All right, so um, Captain Marvel. So just to clear, her character name is Captain Marvel, no, right? It's like Carol. <laughs> After being caught in an explosion with the Kree superhero Captain Marvel, blah 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 blah. Kree. <laughs> Normie's Kree. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Thanks. You're welcome. After the Kree's first encounter with humans, okay. So like the, they reference the, this other character called Captain Mar Hyphen Vel. Yeah. But it doesn't explain why. I don't think we need to know why. The first man. time he does this, the fact that we should hear him incorrectly pronouncing his name as Captain Marvel. Right. So it's just like they're just in this. It was the 60s and they ran out of ideas, is the reason why it's called that. Yeah, no. So exactly. um, fuck me, right? If anyone out there knows why she's called Captain Marvel, do our jobs for us. Please just write in, explain it to us. We'll read it out on air. We just, we, I don't want to have to trawl through this giant fucking, fucking essay that someone's written on Wikipedia <laughs> to find out what's going on. Um, so I think we should probably explain what the fuck this movie is because this is one of those Marvel movies where, like, I think obscure characters that they've sort of taken a punt on to see if people like, mm. like, like the likes of Ant Man. Doctor Strange and now Captain Marvel where if you're not a huge comics fan like we aren't um, you probably don't have any idea who the fuck they are and Mm. so I think with these films I think it's interesting because for example Doctor Strange I actually kind of liked the Doctor Strange movie I think it was pretty good I think it was was good and it did a good job of setting up this character and I haven't seen it but I reckon you're wrong I think it was pretty good. Uh, well, you are unnecessarily critical of these films for no reason. Mm. I think that if this was a film that didn't have Marvel on the front of it, you would be a lot more happy to see it, for example. Um, but here's, here's the thing. So, Doctor Strange did a good job of like explaining the origin story of this Doctor Strange character so that everyone watching it that just watches the Iron Man films and shit understands who it is and is engaged in who this person is. And then by the end of the film, you're like, right, okay, I know who this person is. And it's, all these films are kind of like an origin story. Right. Um, I suppose all the first films of all these Avengers type movies are, but I think there's a bit more of an onus to explain who this person is because I think people are more familiar with like the Hulk, for example. 
even just possibly. Like people are more yeah, familiar. Like, like, or like I Spider-Man. I didn't really know very much about Iron Man or Captain America. And I feel I feel like they're vaguely in background knowledge. Like Spider-Man's a good example of like a huge superhero. But where's this? This is someone that no one knows about. And it's just like based on a comic. And you're like, well, I'm going to have to take your word for it. So there's a huge responsibility on the people making this film to sort of explain very broadly why this character is important and who yep. this character is. Because there are so many superheroes. Yeah, the subtext is like, why you should give a shit about yeah. Captain Marvel. But like, all yeah. I want to know is like, what's their motivating factor? What are their powers? What are they trying to go for? And that's pretty much it. As a brief introduction, I don't think this film did a very good job of that if you compare it to the introduction story of most of the other shows. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example of way in the background like B or C grade comic book characters that no one really knows and they did a great job of introducing them and I don't think this did nearly as good a job as Doctor Strange did or as Guardians of the Galaxy did yeah this uh, (coughs) Captain Marvel's character arc was like abysmally handled it's just the the movie spends like the first 10 minutes of Maybe abysmal is a strong word, but I don't think it was that bad. I think it was fine. I think it was good. I was entertained most of the way through the film. I just think there was a lot of scenes where you're like, oh, it's this scene. And it was like a lot of bit of cliche type shit. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about her character arc. Like the way that the way that her character is established. So the way that you as the viewer It was a little cliche. End up understanding no just the way that you as a viewer end up understanding who this character is, why, where they come from and what I wasn't sure whether or not the comic was bad or whether or not like it was just that they needed to get like they probably spent like they probably spent like three or four comics establishing who this character is if they didn't i don't know i don't know i don't i haven't read that many comics. my guess would either be that they spent a lot of time establishing who the character was or that the character was established in like one text box and they just had to blow it out (laughs) for a movie i mean that might be what it is like like flesh it out and give it like a modern gritty kind of feel should we explain what the fuck's going on in this movie nah right so um (laughs) the movie opens and i thought the very first half an hour i thought like oh this could be cool because the first half an hour kind of feels like almost like a like a spy movie or like a black ops a SWAT team kind of film, but set in this like futuristic alien world. And I thought like, oh, if that's where this movie is, this could be cool. But it quickly turns into like a superhero film in a way that I thought like, oh fuck, I guess I could have seen this coming. So the way it starts is it's set on this like distant futuristic planet. It kind of looks like Coruscant from Star Wars um, called (laughs) Hana or Hala or Hono or something. (laughs) And it's Hala, this, I think Hala. It is. And it's this like distant planet occupied by this race of people or this this civilization of people called the Kree. And the Kree call themselves this like warrior hero race of people. And you right. zooms in on Brie Larson, who plays Captain Marvel <laughs> slash Carol slash Verse in this movie. Um, just three names, genuinely. So yeah, like I'm not just having a stroke. Um I actually don't think she's actually... I actually don't know if she's properly ever referred to in the film as Captain Marvel. So, like, (laughs) there's a complex character in the film that is sort of named that as well and is, like, actually uh, has the military rank of captain and is also called Marvel. And so (laughs) it's like... and, And then she sort of assumes that character role. So, like... Yeah, who knows, but she's referred to generally as Carol of Vares. Yeah, right. Um, and so she is a member of this, like, what looks like this elite military SWAT team, black ops kind of Alien. division. 
alien, yeah, but they're all look, they're all humans and shit. Like I think one of them has blue skin and that's it, right? We, but like we we gotta have this discussion either right now or later. What? That like how absolutely fucked it is that all of the aliens in this movie are just like <laughs> humans with a dollar store mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> it's like, oh, we need to represent an alien of a different race. Oh, Blue body paint. No one's ever done that before. <laughs> so just paint them blue and bam. Oh, do they? Do they? Does their entire civilization speak English? Uh, for all intents and purposes of this film, yes. Yeah, exactly. No, so do we explain that away with an, a universal translator line halfway through this movie? <laughs> yeah. Also, yes. Yeah. Does the universal translator work in a way that makes any fucking sense? No. Yeah. Well, do I, we bother to address that? No. no. I think I I, I don't remember what movie does this, but there's another movie that's set in like a big galaxy and they refer to English as like the common tongue or whatever. Maybe that's right. Lord of the Rings. It does that a bit sometimes as well, where it's just like, no, we've translated all this into English. Just know that they're speaking some alien. That would like, be fine. Yeah. But then you have to you have to address the fact that you're doing that. I don't think that. you have to. I think in a world no, where the three Larson flies through the sky with laser beams, I think like, hold on, what's the linguistic take on this movie is because, the least important shit. But the thing that you then don't get to do, if you're do, if you're hand-waving it that much, right, the thing that you don't get to do is cast... Hold on. Is my universal translator working? No. Oh, no. I have it set to Mandarin. The thing you don't get to do is cast Ben Mendelssohn... <laughs> As your fucking orc villain, <laughs> and then not change his voice. <laughs> so, 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 at so all. you so often like, complain, like when Jackie oh, Weaver was in a film a few weeks ago, you complained about the fact that I, I she know, didn't get an Australian I, accent. I, I did. This is a case study into why you don't. Because, like, the orc alien green skin villain voiced by Ben Mendelssohn might as well be going out and be like, Come mate. How he you doing? What are you doing on my space station, with eh? like a soft Australian voice with a slight lisp. He's this like so ocker, like- lispy Australian <laughs> alien. An Australian, if you will. Um, nice. Mm-hmm. So, the, just a, it's so confusing, like, listening to him talk, where he's just like, <laughs> you've seen my family now. Mate. <laughs> it's, I would it's have paid almost I would have paid good money for someone to go back and remake this movie but make Ben Mendelssohn finish every line with mate. It's <laughs> like it's the the ship's in orbit. Mate. It it could have been you you couldn't figure that out. You're yeah. my science guy. Fire the torpedoes, mate. It's, the ship's in order it's around. It's literally like that. It's so fucking weird that they chose to <laughs> yeah. chose to cast him, chose to have him as an Australian voiced person because like Maybe this is less relevant if you're not from this country, but as a person <laughs> from the country that speaks that <laughs> accent, like, it's so weird. Like, it would be why, like... Why is the only one like us the most fucked one? It would be less weird if that character was like, Oh, bloody good, eh? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you want, you want the main villain of the Guardians of the Galaxy to be Crocodile Dundee. I don't know what I want, but that would be, that would have felt <laughs> this is less it. out of place than, than Ben fucking Mendelssohn. Because <laughs> you've put all this weird makeup on him and yeah. you've put him with like the pointy orc to, ears, yeah. but then he speaks with an Australian accent, and it's like this is the most absolutely wild mixed signal from you. Does the universal <laughs> translator give people accents? Because what it has to do is it has to interpret that language and then say, right, this sounds like 
an Australian speaking. Here's and what's then up. he has to sound that way for the rest of your life. You have no right. It's so fucking weird. You have no right to ever complain about any actor, any Australian actor putting on an American accent ever again because they gave it to you on a silver platter right here and you were like, no alien has an Australian accent. I don't like when Ben Mendelsohn isn't wearing <laughs> 20 hours of prosthetics and then speaks with an American accent, so right? I Which know, also, might I add, happened in this movie I know you're right. he so I also know, speaks with an right. American accent. So, I know we're launching way deep into this movie without actually explaining what the fuck is going on, but I think this isn't a spoiler. This is just entertaining weird shit. Right, so the main plot of this movie is that um, Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, Carol, is in this sort of... Right. Her, elite as an actress, force. she has one name. As a character, she has three names. So yeah. going with the actress name, it's okay, Brie Larson. Larson. Right, so Brie Larson's in this kind of strike force. She works for the Cree. She's a Cree lady, <laughs> and the Cree are at war with what are they called? The script, the scroll. They're called the scroll. These these alien, this scroll. other alien civilization called the scroll, and the scroll are these green orc. It's, it's skull, but with an R. Is in it the word. right? Okay, these green orc-looking dudes who can like shape shift into any other person they can see, right? Yeah, um, and so. So Ben Mendelsohn is like Bendelson. the leader. Bendelsohn is like the leader of this. Thank you. Is of this like shape shifting scroll skull scrawl 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 organization. Scroll. Don't ever tell me what to do. Um, the scroll 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 scroll. So ben, Bendelsohn's the leader of this like scroll organization of aliens. Um, organization. Does that work? No. It doesn't really, does oh, it? It's, it feels like it should, but it doesn't. Yeah, it, there's something, there's something there. see why you went for it. Uh, go, listeners, you know what you signed <laughs> up for. That's the best I could do, given, given the notice I have. Um, so here's the problem. So Ben Mendelsohn's character, this alien dude, transforms into multiple eight, multiple people over the course of the movie. So there's this like, train station chase, for example, where like Brie Larson chases Ben Mendelsohn through like a big crowd and he keeps changing into different members of the crowd. Um, that le- leads to one of my favourite scenes in the movie where Brie Larson has this kung fu martial arts fight sequence where she absolutely beats the shit out of this like octogenarian old lady. Yeah, it's, because it's ben, pretty good. Because Ben Mendelsohn has changed into the form of this old lady grandma looking and the grandma fights back. It's hilarious. It's great. My favourite um, thing that relied on that premise was <laughs> when he... he morphs into like a teenage surfer girl yeah <laughs> she speaks with just ben Mendelssohn's yeah. voice You're like go and find them yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great very good genuinely um, the best moment of this film i think <laughs> right so here's the problem right um ben Mendelssohn at some point uh the ben Mendelssohn, the alien green dude has to transform into the head of the fbi or whatever the or fuck. whatever the fuck he is the head of shield i guess um and the, the person, they've, the body they've chosen, the filmmakers have gone, hey, Ben, why don't we make you that? Right, so Ben Mendelsohn, the voice, so we've recognised because he's been in the movie for like an hour and a half now. Also, he was in Star Wars. Yeah, People wild. know this dude. So now, It's not like they're using a no-name actor and they can afford to like use his visage and people yeah. won't recognize it people know what ben mendelson looks we're, we're like we're being so confusing so the, the problem is this is confused ben mendelson's body is the he is the character of the head of shield so then you have 
Ben Mendelsohn. But he has an American accent. Ben Mendelsohn, the human man, is suddenly in the movie. You're like, that's Ben Mendelsohn, but he's that guy. Yeah. But Ben Mendelsohn is just what the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. looks like, and the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. has an American accent and looks like Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> and so then you've got the alien green Ben Mendelsohn occupying the body of the American character so Ben Mendelsohn. Ben Mendelsohn's unrecognizable voice as a green alien, so right? Ben, yeah, right. So then you, you see human Ben Mendelsohn on screen speaking with an American accent. You're like, Hold on, what the fuck is going That's Ben Mendelsohn. I thought that was Ben Mendelsohn. And then the dudes that he's like deceiving walk out of the room and then he and then he talks with an Australian accent and he talks to this alien right. dude. And you find out that alien green <laughs> Ben Mendelsohn is impersonating real life head of the FBI actual body who looks ben like Mendelsohn, Ben Mendelsohn who looks like Ben Mendelsohn because it's, he's acting that It's character. like the most fucking Mary Poppins ass nonsense where they've cast Ben Mendelsohn in multiple ro- It's was it, fucking Is bizarre. that the most bizarre choice they've ever made? Like that, that was, was completely, maybe the weirdest choice in this entire what? film. <laughs> it's, it doesn't make any sense. It Why been, is Ben Mendelsohn there? It would have been so much less weird if that the head of the FBI was played by a totally different character with a different voice and then he leant down during the autopsy scene. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. He leans down in the autopsy scene and just says, with Ben Mendelsohn's actual voice, like, "Cool, bloody, you got a oh, man. mate." And like, part of the part of the that could be <laughs> that could be hand waved away if you explain that they can't mimic voices, but they but can. Then, but then the question is asked, like, "Can you mimic a filing cabinet?" And he's like, "Or oh, maybe." It's like, well, then you can mimic the fucking voice. See, they like, can mimic the voice because he does voices later. I know it's it. None there is. My biggest problem with this film is that there's no internal logic. There's not even internal logic. <laughs> like, it's not just that it doesn't make sense in our world. It doesn't make sense in its own world. It's like, so confusing. So much of it is... Uh, Brie, Brie Larson arrives a- on this human planet that she's, like, never been to before, allegedly. <laughs> and then she just kind of, like, is... is So, the, so they actually wanted... Like, if, if you've seen Terminator 2 or probably Terminator 1, you know that, like, okay, so the Terminator, the T-1000 kind of, like flashes back in time and he appears in this land that he has no idea how anything works. And so he, every person he interacts with, he's like, give me your claws. And they're like, uh, no, buddy, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, give me your claws or I'll kill you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you drive and, a hard bargain. And it's just like, okay, so he doesn't know how to socially interact. Like there would be easier ways to go about that, but he just sees a line of action and goes about this, this sort of simplest way. <clears throat> And then the second Terminator movie is about, okay, so how do you teach one of those people to interact in a society, right? Yeah. And, the, the, like, the film addresses that question in various different ways, but <laughs> they wanted that feeling in this movie because, like, it's Brie Larson, she's never been here before, been so she Earth lands before. on the planet as an alien and she's like, oh, how weird is it that I'm in a blockbuster? What are these weird things? Oh, yeah, right. VHS, so, what so does then- that stand for? But then she asks questions like, when was this photo taken? And it's like... Motherfucker, how do you know what a photo is? Yeah, right. So you know, like so you don't know. <laughs> how do you know that a photo is yeah. localized to a moment in time? You so, have holograms. Yeah. So there's this whole sequence, and I don't think we're really going to describe the plot to you very much. Listen, you, it's it incoherent. No I don't think it's that bad, but like to be honest, I don't think it's very interesting. It's, it's the not, most like whitewash. It's just incoherent. We'll get into it in a sec. But like, I I think that. <laughs> it probably is worth describing what you're talking about. In that, so the Brie Larson's this alien lady. She's landed on Earth, and you find out it's like the 90s. 
And yeah, I love that they, as announced they, by Nirvana. They, yeah, they telegraph that in like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hold on, I haven't listened to this since 1997. Yeah. Um, Bloody so- hell, is that a record? <laughs> I've never seen one of them since the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, I, I love that they were like, right? How do we telegraph as quickly as possible that it's the 90s? We're like, how about we have a literally crash through the roof of a blockbuster? <laughs> It's like, oh, Blockbuster was still around in the late 2000s. Oh, shit. And she's like, like, make the shelves stocked with VHSs. She's like (laughs) flicking through VHSs. She literally like picks up a VHS. It's like, huh, and puts it back on. Um, If you've never been to this, here's my issue with this. If you've never been to this planet, okay, imagine, like, for a second, humor me. For a second. (laughs) For 40 episodes, please, just humor (laughs) us. So for a second, you're a human being in a Ridley Scott movie landing on a planet that was like in the Alien films, right? You land and there's all this like... You land and there's this... You you, you walk into like this cavern and there's all this like (laughs) goopy shit... And there's like eggs sitting around, and you have no idea what any of this does. Sounds if like la- last year I was at GTM. Then. If you, <laughs> nice. If you've never been on a planet before, and they have a totally different system of technology to you, that's what it should feel like. It should feel uh, tense and stressful. It's and weird. Like everything it's not just can like, kill check you. Out this VHS. It's not just like the right bloody, stuff, huh? You remember, you remember the right stuff that banger from the nineties, <laughs> and she puts it back on the shelf, like. You wouldn't know what these were. You wouldn't know what they did. But like, okay, so the universal translator. And the, and the one and way that they they, they like um, show that she's like doesn't understand what the world is is she looks at a cardboard cutout of like an ad for a movie and shoots the guy shoots the cardboard cutout's head out. Right. It's like, like the one thing she'd be able to recognize is the lack of a third dimension in that. Yeah. Movie. She would know that that wasn't a moving thing. And, like, okay, uh, there's so many fucking inconsistencies here. Like, she has a space suit that can, uh, that, that can, like, cover her face and makes her able to breathe oxygen later and then later in the film she just, just doesn't, doesn't have she just it. doesn't yeah. use it yeah. and she just doesn't have it well, and it doesn't matter fair, her hair looks and amazing like, these people have invented a uh, like a technology that can uh, that, where you can wear this thing that might add looks like dog shit because it yeah. like wrinkles at their elbows and stuff it's yeah. like we've never invented a technology that's actually able to fit material <laughs> to your skin there's, there's still but, very specific scenes in this film where the lighting on the characters just shows how cheap the costumes look. It looks bad. And I'm sure really most costumes bad. are like that in movies, but just there's this weird way that like, there's this scene where they're all in this like AI matrix kind of software s- simulator thing. And the, and char- also, the way the characters are lit add, in that look We're fucked. not going to localize that to the plot in any way, shape or form, because if you want to see this film, go see it. If you don't want to see this film, it don't, don't worry. You don't understand the plot any more than we did. <laughs> The bad guys are the bad guys. The good guys are fighting against them. And how that happens is not super okay, so important. But here's the reason why I think that's interesting, right? Is that... So the Kree, I didn't realize until like halfway through the film... Those are the human being colonizers. Okay, so here's why I think that's interesting though, right? So I think until most of the way through the movie, I wasn't quite clear on who the Kree were. And then Jude Law, who, by the way, is in this movie because we haven't... He's at the start. We haven't described what this movie is yet. Jude Law is in this movie. and he's like, Yeah, and so he's having like this hologram discussion with this hooded dude named Ronan. And I thought like, oh man, I think Ronan is like the bad guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. So unless I'm mistaken, I'm pretty sure... So the bad bad guys in Guardians of the Galaxy are the golden people, right? Um... You know, the well, gold, the gold like, skinned people. There's like, so like Thanos is really the bad guy, and then like there's a whole bunch of different people that are looking for a whole bunch of different shit. But like, don't start <laughs> talking Avengers shit to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't really understand it. But like, there's a whole. Th- I don't know who the bad. Guy, I don't remember Guardians. In the, in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, you, you remember the scene where like dozens of people are sitting around and they're all controlling ships. 
Yeah. That, no, I know, they, I know what you're talking about. They have golden skin. Yeah, right. No, re- Whereas really these the, guys had blue skin. Really, the bad guy in the Guardians of the Galaxy is, is Thanos, the dude with the big fist in uh, nah. the last Avengers movie that makes everyone disintegrate. Nah, I've seen both Guardians the of the Galaxy guy. films. That's not right. <laughs> and then Ronan, this hooded dude, kind of works for Thanos, and he's like Thanos' henchman that goes off and does stuff for uh, him. Okay. Right, so Ronan's in this movie, and he's like the head of the Kree or something. So you're like, oh, fuck. Is this whole movie, like this whole civilization we're watching, like all the bad guys? Mm. And I think that's kind of a cool premise and it was kind of wasted a little oh, bit. Oh, such a good yeah. premise and yeah, um, absolutely totally pissed right. away. And so the start of this movie and it was like sort of what I got on starting out before which I think is interesting is the idea that the start of this movie kind of feels like a spy action black ops kind of movie mm-hmm. because the start of the film uh, starts off with like Brie Larson and Jude Law and a team of like three other crack shot black ops type dudes are all going to rescue one of their guys who's being held in some prison somewhere by the Skrull Um and it quickly turns into an ambush and they get captured and they get attacked and whatever. Which, like, um, I, w- I won't go into it, but the way that they execute that also makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it makes... Yeah, it's I mean, like, oh, I think it's all right. They're impersonating natives and they, they come up and, like, kind of, like, start to act all aggressive and shit. And it's like, why wouldn't you just play coy and then kill them? Well, because they had just play that, coin that's literally what they were doing, mate. No, they they, like, got up in front of them and, like, acted like... And, like, aggravated them. And then, and then, so it made them like all nervous because they were like, "Oh, no, right. the, the natives sense. are acting weird." Just kill them. Yeah. If you if you're gonna impersonate natives, then sit around doing native stuff, and then when they're in a good place, kill them or yeah. immediately don't, break that cover. Don't 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 like, shift into get up in front of them and be like aggressive and suspicious. Exactly. Yeah. Like what the fuck? It just yeah. No, you're oh, right. It makes it, no sense. This film uh, uh, was not at all a break from my thing of like. <laughs> You just wanted that in there because it looked cool, not because it made any fucking sense. This was that was the through line for this entire film. It didn't even look cool. I think no one really thought about it. But um, so then I the, thought this oh, man. film cost four hundred million dollars. <laughs> no People one thought, thought about, about it. About yeah. it. And so I thought like, oh man, that'd be really cool because we haven't really had a Marvel movie where it's like this military black ops spy shit. That'd be really interesting. Um, and then immediately, nah, Brie Larson gets <laughs> captured and she no. has and she has superpowers and she's Captain Marvel. Yeah, oh, fuck. And um, then immediately, because I I had the thought, okay, cool. Even if this can't be like Cold War style shit, maybe she can end up. Maybe the whole thing will be because, like, sorry, one step back. <laughs> I, I I have this is the first Marvel movie I've seen since Black Panther, and it's and Black Panther was the first Marvel movie I've seen since Thor Ragnarok. So like, I'm going a fair way. I'm intentionally skipping a lot of these Marvel movies. So I haven't seen any Avengers films. I haven't seen like you Ant-Man. saw the Avengers. I don't think so. We watched the Avengers together, did man. We? The one where they all disintegrate? No. Yeah. Never, no, I never saw it. For sure y- you did. You watched it. I did not. Infinity War, didn't see it. No, it's pretty good, man. I did not see Infinity War. Intentionally did. so. So, I I haven't seen any Avengers movies. I haven't seen a bunch of shit. And, and so, like, when I was sitting in the cinema, having agreed to watch this movie solely <laughs> for this fucking podcast. <laughs> this fucking podcast. I saw that, like... <clears throat> so... The, the 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 thing that I hadn't the thing that I had forgotten which I hadn't appreciated in a really long time was like now that um so I'm like starting to look at a lot of uh, way smaller scale films and I'm like looking a lot more at the budget of these types of movies and I'm like <laughs> wow shit like that one of the reasons why this is a cool thing one of the few reasons why this is a cool thing is because like they'll build a set for like a minute long scene 
that yeah. costs hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And so, like, looking at it as a visual spectacle, like, I used to watch the Transformers movies as, like, a visual spectacle, but the Transformers movies were a different breed, whereas th- this is at least trying to have a go at telling a human story. Yeah. And so, like, the... The visual spectacle of these films is something that I had really come to underrate. Yeah. And I was, like, trying to... Uh, as I was watching it, I, w- I was realizing, like, oh, yeah, part of the reason why people come and watch these films is because they're, 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 they have the budget that they can make scenes and, and sort of accurately represent visually stuff that a smaller budget film couldn't. And so I was yeah. kind of enjoying it from that for for, the, for about the first half an hour from the perspective of like, fucking hell, the visuals behind this film are just incredible. Like there's no way that a film that only has like $80,000 worth of, of funding could possibly pay a VFX studio or like be on location at a volcano or wherever the fuck they were, you know? So, yeah. so I kind of started to enjoy that and then immediately was like, no, nah, it's on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so I started to think like, oh, maybe this whole thing could be this really interesting like animated and to its credit, Thor Ragnarok was more what I'm talking about where it was mm. like it took place in a lot of places that I think it probably filmed on Earth, but it like augmented the... It probably filmed on Earth. <laughs> well, as opposed to being completely digitally generated. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to being... So <laughs> that sounded dumb, but <laughs> as opposed to being a purely visual effects environment... I think they probably actually filmed yeah. the that green that big green screen studio they have on the space station. No, because like a lot of um, so so some of the films, uh, some of the scenes in Thor Ragnarok are filmed on like maybe like the cliffs of Dover or whatever, like vast expanses of natural landscape. Yeah, but then a lot of it was filmed clearly in CGI environments. I think most of stu- this was filmed in, in space and CGI shit. Unless I'm filmed in space, you fucking idiot. <laughs> no, you're right. Sorry, it was um, probably filmed on Earth. But uh, but the the first part of the film, I actually would have been, and maybe Guardians of the Galaxy is a better one for this. That it was probably mostly filmed in studio yeah, or probably. whatever. Um, but like, I could really get behind a Marvel movie that was just not based on Earth. You know, that was based somewhere else. It was the, all the, gu- the, all was the Guardians to innovate, like right? And and I enjoy the, those are definitely my favorite Marvel yeah. films. Uh, maybe that and Deadpool because they're like doubling back on themselves. But yeah, um, this movie immediately made itself more boring by just being like, oh no, it all takes place. Yeah, right. So then in so fucking Los Angeles, I'm of course it takes place in Los Angeles. Yeah, so that comes Where down the to like the fuck else would they land <laughs> so on the globe? <laughs> so, so that comes down to like Jesus. The, the like the lol psych moment that I had in the film where I thought like, yeah. oh, this will be a cool like black ops spy kind of film. Yeah, and then I thought that um, I thought it'd be like an interesting like an interesting kind of kind of new situation to have a Marvel film in. Yeah. But then immediately, like, oh, Brie Larson gets captured and then Brie Larson goes to Earth and now Brie Larson's on Earth in the 90s. And you're like, oh, well... Ugh. Turns out she's from Earth. Yeah, it turns out she's from Earth and then the rest of the film plays out on Earth. Right. And I thought that was a bit of a letdown. And I think the film was... Massive letdown. The, the film is entertaining enough in a way that like all of these films are funny and all of these films are entertaining yeah it wasn't as dog shit as I expected it to be they're not shit movies man they're just like fine they're they're fine at best they'll like never get it they're at least fine other than so I'll I'll, I'll go on record saying this other than Guardians other than the three examples I can give (laughs) Guardians is different Deadpool's different Black Panther was an exception yeah other than those three they're like six out of ten movies across the board. But you have you said yourself you haven't seen that many. Like often the Avengers ones. Are I've some seen of the best fucking ones. heaps. I saw so I so I've seen a couple of Thor films. I've seen a bunch of the Captain America films. I saw Wonder Woman. I've seen a bunch. Wonder of Woman's DC. Se- 
Whatever the fuck. They're all the same. <laughs> I've seen a bunch of superhero movies recently. And Wonder Woman was a good one. They oh, you're right there. Absolutely. You're right Wonder Woman was good for the social work that it did. It wasn't good. It wasn't a good narrative. Like, it didn't tell a good story. Yeah. Well, Wonder Woman's good, and I think there's heaps of... The, the, the problem is there's heaps of them. Because, like... Well, they're just... They don't... They're... they're it, the studio that makes these is so risk averse that they're such milk toast films. Yeah. But they're milk toast films that then compromise on bad stuff. So like, they never have extended cuts. They never have proper characterization. They never actually explore any deep and meaningful themes that, yeah. like, you know, it was like Nick Fury in this movie was. So so yeah. Oh yeah, right. So the Nick Fury is in this movie and he has both eyes. And so the whole movie you're just like, when does he when lose the eye? When are they going to explicitly then, explain how he then, loses his eye? And they do go into that. I thought that was funny. The way they explain the way funny, his eye is lost is funny like, and good. Um, yeah, fine. <laughs> I just thought so so she crashes into a blockbuster and then then there's like a radio shack. It also it, and they're playing all this it, 90s it relied music. a fuckload on 90s nostalgia. Okay, so it enough. feels this film feels now that you say nostalgia, it feels kind of like they were going for like an off-brand 90s version of the Guardians of the Galaxy kind you of vibe. Get, but they you should do ruined it because they didn't even have the big soundtrack, the Guardians of the Galaxy. I reckon if they no. had a killer 90s soundtrack and really played into the 90s thing a lot more, they could very easily have had this film be as big as Guardians of the Galaxy. I know this film has been hugely profitable, but I feel like yeah, that's the problem. Guardians of the it's Galaxy like, oh, had this big. Four hundred million dollars in its opening. Yeah, right. Week. So, like, Guardians of the Galaxy had this huge stylized '80s thing with this like '70s and '80s soundtrack and all that, and it had a really specific kind of visual style right. that was really great. I think this film could have done a very similar thing with the '90s, and it was definitely what it was going for. Because well, Guardians it has, like, of the Galaxy is just an example of what you can do if you've got that. Sorry. Well, that was the first I'll say. Like, she goes into a phone booth, and then like they're like, smashing pumpkins. Um, posters all over the, yeah, the fucking and thing, and there's like Nirvana a game soundtrack. And and she, she hacks the phone booth by like plugging a Game Boy into some other fucking thing, and like um, so Samuel L. Jackson's in this film, and because it's the '90s, he looks really young, and it looks pretty good. They've done a great, great job of making That's, him look really young. Like he looks like I gotta say, man, I, I can't, Pulp Fiction. I can't. Uh, he looks from, like Pulp Fiction Samuel L. Jackson. He does. He looks yeah. very young. I didn't actually realize that they were making him look as young until you see a photo of like Recent him not in a movie yeah. that you watched recently, and it's like, yeah. oh god, this dude's old as fuck. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's definitely like I cannot fault these movies on their visuals. art direction yeah. and their visuals well, and everything that everything that it takes to get them on screen. Well, a like, lot of this looked as good as a Star Wars movie. Like all the spaceship shit. Like it looked, it, it kind of looked, and it <laughs> often felt like a bit of an off-brand Star yeah, Wars well, movie. Yeah, it did. And that was a lot when of the. When you've got the budget that these films do, you can just kind of create anything. And it's like, okay, build it. Oh, we can't yeah. really build that. Right, just animate it. Just yeah. pay, just pay four hundred thousand dollars to yeah, a studio yeah. to animate it, you know. <laughs> well, see, and and I, I, so I've never, I don't think, I, I hope in my criticism of these films, I would never have criticized the art style because <laughs> I think that the art style of these movies is their strongest aspect. It's just by the writing far. is a bit dodgy. The writing and the yeah. characterization and all of the acting. Like there's, there's all this like nonsense, or well, not nonsense, it's just, but it's like just shit. It's all this hammy. Kind of, so like the, the first twenty minutes, the first. 20 minutes of the film is literally just Jude Law saying to Brie Larson over and over and over again like oh, y- your emotions and your past make you vulnerable forget your emotions control your anger uh, emotions are a weakness and, and that's because she can so do finger like, guns and kill someone yeah. and he <laughs> thinks that she shouldn't do finger guns oh, and man. kill but, people but all this like emotions are weakness control your anger it just sounds like this like half-baked Jedi not, not Jedi shit it's, but it's bullshit it's not like anything but a lot of films play this like emotions are your weakness kind of like thing as 
as like, oh, it's this militaristic society, but it's it's not as if it's anything that can really be. People don't really sympathize with that. No. So like, so if you play that card, like emotions are your weakness, you have to like show that happening at some point, and they never do in this no, film. Absolutely ever. not. And so like, I'm I'm all for like like in the in the Star Wars movies, for example, that's a big thing. Is like, oh, you gotta have to control your emotions, and your anger is your downfall, and it shows you that directly. And yeah, that's and the it's whole arc of the if film. You, if you don't, you become a Sith. You yeah, become the in, bad guy. In that, this film, it's like, like Jude in Law. Star Wars, it's different because the the. Being angry and using yeah. anger as power accompanies <laughs> in the in being the, the bad guy in the bastion of brilliant writing that is Star Wars. <laughs> it's better than this. Yeah, it's undeniably better than this. Yeah, and like I, I if if you if I got to fucking hand it to Star Wars, it characterizes good and bad so much better than the Marvel universe. Yeah, like fucking. Think about the difference between, like, the even the line, like, only a Sith deals in absolutes. Like, that's a fucking great line. And it's it, it also, like, it kind of characterizes the way that you, you would think about these, these opposing factions of being like, okay, so the Sith are extremists that they perceive themselves to be either extremely good or everyone else that they disagree with or any, any ideological disagreement with them to be extremely bad, right? But then you've got these moral questioners of the Jedi where they're kind of like, yeah, we've got this this idea of what we think is right, but we're actually still cons- kind of consistently, just consistently like questioning our own behavior. And, and it's like, that's the Jedi's path. It's like to try and morally navigate yeah. the world. That's fucking better writing than you were born the good guy because <laughs> you're a human being. Well, and the and, and and fucking everybody else. Well, the, so the shit at the start of the movie with Jude Law being like, Brie Larson, control your anger, control your emotions. You have to control your emotions because they are downfall. You never see like any moment in the film where like her emotions are her downfall yeah. or her emotions do get in the way ever. Ever. Like, in the whole movie, that never is the case. that would be emotionally complex, and they would have to do that on screen. But it just makes no sense, because then at the end of the movie, they, Jude Law says that again. Like, oh, once again, you've let your emotions get in the way. You're like, what are you talking about? No, he has. And it just, it sounds like they, it sounds like something that was, there's like a whole scene that was cut out of the film that they just forgot. It's bizarre. <laughs> um, so, the, uh, I don't know, but there's, there's, there's plenty of parts of this movie that I kind of enjoyed. It's just that the, um... Generally, overall, the writing just like, like it seems that there was a lot of scenes that were clearly trying to play for emotion. Like, there's a scene where like these two, like uh, Brie Larson gets reunited with an old friend, but you haven't really known Brie Larson for long enough to give a fuck, and, and you've you don't know known his the friend, old friend for less time, and so you don't give a fuck, and. So the scene just feels like nothing, and they're playing. The score is this like emotional up upwelling of. It was such. I I turned to you because I was like, yeah. Am fuck? I supposed to be feeling something at this point in time? Yeah. Like it's like they're telling you. It's it's, it's like it's the equivalent like trying to make holding you cry up a or please something. clap sign. It's just like a, or an applause yeah. sign. It's like fuck you, man. I'll decide when I feel that shit, yeah. and it's absolutely your job, your actual job to do that for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but then, which is obviously yeah, no, expecting so too were, much. Of this there were movie. plenty of like emotional scenes in this film, but it really seemed like it was trying to try for some. Bullshit emotional moment, yeah, and it was just not. And also, all. like, just to put a cap on it, there were scenes in this that were funny, really funny. Most of the stuff that I found funny was not on the intention of the film. Oh, no, I think that most was, of it was I, Ben Mendelssohn's voice see, but yeah, over that was funny. <laughs> over a green well, fucking alien, so, where he's like. 
oh, this is fucked, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Something that was funny was when Ben Mendelsohn's Green Alien dude um, is talking a lot more with Brie Larson. Fucking shooter, you idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, mate, so what are you doing? <laughs> I didn't work as a plumber for 15 years to deal with this shit. Listen, Captain Marvel, you're carrying on like a flaming guard. Just settle down. I reckon, actually, we're refugees, and that's pretty good, eh? <laughs> that's good shit. We're so the real boat, people, That was eh? one interesting the funny, thing. The funniest bit was Ben Mendelsohn in this alien fucking jump black military <laughs> jumpsuit with, like, a blue blazer on top. So and funny. <laughs> like, why are you wearing human clothes, you fucking idiot? I think that was funny. Christ, I, it's funny. They can't have done that thinking it was... I think that no, must I have think been deliberate. No, I think they tried to do a Silas... Uh, no. That was funny as fuck. I think that was hysterical, and I think it was unintended. It was like the alien with a spacesuit with a blue so, blazer like, on top, of it getting into the slightly more charged ideals behind this, I, I've started yeah. to think, like, okay, every Marvel film must be doing a bit of this, where they sort of, mm-hmm. like... Pick a currently contentious theme and then run with that. So, like, Black Panther was the theme of racism and, like, a lot of them have this theme of, like, anti-colonization where they're like, oh, we've got this perfect culture and if we, like, open it up to the world, then it'll be compromised and bad or whatever. Yeah. Black Panther did that in a pretty good way. This handled the theme of, like, being a political refugee (laughs) and the theme of, like, well, so the green to, to... this is definitely getting into spoiler territory. If you if you give a fuck about spoilers in this movie, you're a huge nerd. Hey, we can't afford to lose subscribers. <laughs> but if you give a fuck about um, these movies, it's nice to have you here. No, I'm standing by it. You, you are five percent of our subscribers, and we value all of you. <laughs> Probably like half of them, but I don't give a shit. I'll I'll cut anyone off, man. Um, so yeah, if you care about spoilers, go see the film because I'm going to talk about some actually like proper proper plot shit. Sure. <laughs> Great. Whoa. Um, the green guys are the good guys, and the like Jude so Law people are the bad guys. So Lol, Brie Larson was captured by Jude Law when she was younger. Jude Law has been like brainwashing her and the Kree are actually the bad guys just like we knew and watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Brie Larson has yep. been working for the bad guys the whole time. And We've been watching the bad guys. The, the, she absorbed the energy. Yeah, whatever. She blue 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 blurred and she absorbed information that the that the blue colonizer people thought that they could yeah. use. And the green guys are political guys. refugees. Green shape ships. But right. here's the thing. So it's approaching this issue of like refugeeism and but colonialism. The, but in, it's not convincing. But because then, you're no, like, it just well, Jude Law just said that and you've told me it's a lie. This green guy's just said that and apparently he's completely trustworthy. Right. And you're just gonna take his a bit. So I it's mean, like, well, you haven't shown uh, me anything that shows I me guess that I what d- he's saying is the truth. I took that a little more as face value of, like, as soon as you tell me, it, it would, it, it's almost like it was about, it was like one step, one step beyond this. If like Ben Mendelsohn had walked on screen at a point in time and been like, "Wait, stop! Don't shoot me!" and then they'd had an arrow point to him and be like, "We know we've been telling you this is the bad guy. <laughs> now you need to start thinking about him as the good guy," and it, and me just being like, "Okay, fine." Yeah, it's about as convincing as that. So like, but like they were acting like total bad guys the whole time. It's like it's like the same sort of thing where right. the film's deliberately lying to you. Well, like it, you're it, like, yeah, oh, it is. Well, it's, it wasn't I only thought they were all. the bad guys right. because you told me they were the bad guys. Yeah, and they shape shifted in, and they were the <gasps> ones that conducted <gasps> this must be the initial how ambush or whatever. Yeah, so like, <laughs> I think this where where Black Panther handled racism in quite an uplifting way. I'll say yeah. as a white person that doesn't actually like carry that perspective, like. Yeah. This handled refugeeism in a particularly ham-fisted way, and like obviously it was on the side of being a refugee, but it was also made by people who probably <laughs> have like their direct interests against that. So whatever. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, it's it sort of shoehorned that in, and uh, it's it, even, yeah, right at the very end, you're like, right, well, is that what? And what? the and the movie's still about Brie Larson being a fucking god, so it's like, oh, in the end of the day. The white person still needs to become a deity to elevate the refugees to the status of being <laughs> yeah. safe, and she still gets to fly off into space, which she does outside of their ship without the helmet on, without the fucking helmet without on, the because Mohawk like dumb helmet. I on. can shoot photons out of my ass. Well, great. How does that <laughs> help you breathe in fucking space, you dipshit? Anyway. <laughs> um, the ca- the second half of the movie has a lot of scenes where Samuel L. Jackson is being like, who's a good kitty? Who's a good kitty? With a cat. And I thought that was funny. I thought the cat was a good addition to the film. The cat was good. It was also like, look for it if you haven't seen it yet. Look for it. The cat is obviously CGI'd for like 80% of the movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, there's a lot of weird shit the cat does. That's like 5% of it. The, yeah. I would say like between that 5% and the rest of the 20% where it's not CGI'd, <laughs> it's an obvious, it's like a Harry Potter level Mrs. Norris CGI'd cat <laughs> where the cat is like, and you're like, that was a fucking fake cat. <laughs> that was a dude going rare. Yeah. Like genuinely, it was like, oh, that, that's just, I don't know. Yeah. So the one problem, the one main problem I had with like this whole Captain Marvel thing is like, if you're trying to establish this as a character, you need to very clearly explain to me what these characters' powers are and why they're valuable and all that shit. And I just don't understand. I don't know about you. I don't really understand other than the like the laser beam photon cannon shit that she can fire out of her hands kind of... I don't really understand what her powers are. Like, because she does the laser beam hand thing. You're like, right, well, that's it. But then some t- like later in the film, she uses those to fly and then somehow she can be in space. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, is this character just invulnerable? Yeah, is what are this- your limits? That's yeah, it. I, I don't I, see I the, what the limitations I of the character are. I genuinely the same question like two-thirds of the way through this film. When she kind of yeah. like... So she goes like full fucking sicker mode mask off and she pulls yeah. off a little like... I don't know, the the button that she has that means that like it's like the limit your powers Y slash N <laughs> button and she like pulls it off her neck and she's like, Oh, this is way better. Yeah, exactly. And so like then, okay, cool. So now you can fly and breathe oxygen in space and like right. you ignore the laws of thermodynamics, you yeah. fucking and idiot. So- and and so after that point and she like blows up a spaceship by flying through it. So she flies- it's like, oh yeah. cool. What is your th- what what is What's threatening your power? to you? What is it? Yeah, exactly. So I didn't what, quite. What, but like, what? Why am I? Why do I give a shit about you anymore? Well, because the storyline like at that point might as well be okay. Cool. Well, the Earth now has like this permanent protector. Yeah. And then the actual story is right. The Earth got this permanent protector. Nick Fury is like, great. We can use this person to permanently protect ourselves from the aliens. I she's like, fifty minutes ago learned exist. No, I'm gonna fuck and up and take like, care of this personal nah, vendetta. I'm gone, I have, buddy. Yeah. And he's like, well, fuck. Yeah, and so that's actually, and this is like the <laughs> end of the movie. The He's like, right, I need to form the the protector the program, pr- the protectors. Like, backspace, 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 backspace. Uh, uh, I just saw the word Avenger, and so I guess that's what it's called now. Yeah, because well, like, literally, literally we, someone busts in and goes, "Hey, Samuel, check out this old photo I have of Brie Larson that shows that she's next to a plane that says that she's called the Avenger." Right, and he's like, "Yeah." I could we use are that. avenging something. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, so I the setup is that he, I guess, if I, and I'm reading into this because this is yeah. not on screen, yeah. but if his motivation is, okay, we've lost this source of protection, I guess we need to form another source of protection. Let's go with, let's form a group of people that can like defend Earth from aliens. <laughs> I guess I'll call that the Avengers. That's fine. That's interesting. Yeah. 
explore that more. But it's not. But it's that's the sting. Like yeah. that's at the end of the credits. That's like <laughs> he's just like, damn, sucks that we lost her. Better go and find another thing. And it's like, oh, yeah. and then it's just Marvel saying like, oh, go pass money for the other movies. Yeah. Also, it's like. <laughs> No, this is an interesting concept. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe in the interest of wrapping this up, I, th- I think that in terms of an origin... <laughs> series st- or like... <laughs> no, re- really just your anti-Marvel tirade. <laughs> no, um, I thought that it was... In- I thought it was... <sighs> it's the same thing as Green Book where you're like, I think it's entertaining enough. I think it is... Absolutely it's, it's not nothing, the same thing as like Green, Green Book. It's nothing like Green Book. But sorry, what I mean is like Green <laughs> cut, Book. We're cut talking that about, out. Cut that man out. <laughs> we're talking about like Green Book was entertaining, and you go back and look at it, you're like, oh fuck, but was that a good movie? And in the same way, like this was entertaining while I was watching it, but you, then you completely forget it as soon as you leave the cinema, and for you're sitting there being like, so, like Green Book. Obviously, for different exploitative yeah, thing. Obviously, for this, different reasons. Like, but all I mean is like we had an initial response when we watched Green Book that was like this: this movie is entertaining while you're in the cinema watching it, and mm. then as soon as you start to think about it, you either forget it or you're like fuck that was a terrible movie similarly with Captain Marvel I was entertained in the cinema while I was watching it the visuals are good it was funny when it needed to be funny it was entertaining when it needed to be entertaining but then as soon as you go out you're like oh that movie was kind of shit wasn't it and it's it's interesting that there's a whole fucking subgenre of films that are just entertaining for the two hours you're watching them and then you completely forget about them I think the people who come out of the film and then don't think about it anymore are the reason yeah. why these movies make like three billion dollars yeah. just because most people leave the cinema and go yeah it's pretty good wasn't it and then that's the end of the discussion that they have. And their partner is just like, yeah, yeah, I thought it was also pretty good. And that's it. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't think it was a terrible movie. I thought it was nah, just fine. It wasn't. It was exactly It was that. just fine. But so then, because I've been looking through these like all uh, other Marvel movies. I, I, I went through a big list of all the other Marvel movies. And I haven't seen Ant-Man, but I've seen a lot of the others. And I haven't seen Thor, I suppose. But like, in terms of all the other like origin stories I've seen, I think this is probably one of the worst ones. Yeah, it's not bad. that it's a terrible movie. It's they not, just it's not bad. It's just skim fine. over the origin story for in like, yeah. the first twenty minutes. And of so, the like, book. so you and don't know. Like, Jesus Christ! You yeah. just want to know how this character. It would almost be better if they started with the premise that you know what the character yeah. is. Kind of like how like right. newer Spider-Man and Batman movies start. You're like, right, everyone knows his origin story because, like, yeah, they kind of skim over the origin story, so you don't really know why you should give a fuck about any of these characters, and yeah. you don't. And so it plays these big emotional moments where right. you don't care. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think it kind of it, you kind of miss out because you don't. They don't really commit to it completely, and they no. haven't really properly. Doctor they lose Strange, out on all fronts. I think it'd be interesting to what interesting for you to watch Doctor Strange because I think Doctor Strange is a perfect example of another character like this, where you and I, as people who aren't really into comic books, have no idea who this person is, but they really. I think it does a much better job of getting you invested in this character and explaining to you the character's motivations and all that. Mm. Knowing that this doesn't really. It just sort of tells you what's going on and hopes that you'll just accept what they're saying. Yeah. Um, I think that in terms of all the other Marvel origin stories, I think this was a lot worse than, for example, the Iron Man. The first Iron Man movie, the yeah. first Captain America movie. Um, Don't really remember it. The first, so, so the Doctor Strange movie, the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, all of those were a lot better than this film. In several ways. They were a lot more entertaining. They made a lot more cohesive sense. This they was made the character journeys in all of those movies from like where they came from to like why they choose to do what they do as superheroes all made way more sense in those movies than it did in this. And it's not like I'm saying like it's not it's not like a like a 
the believability thing because I'm I'm happy to believe whatever universe you present me. If you say if you explain to me why the fact have fucking magic powers, I'll I'll believe it. It's just that I think they kind of just didn't really try to get me invested in this film. They're at all. totally just all of that uh, suspension of disbelief in in all of these movies. <laughs> That's the phrase I couldn't remember. <laughs> this is my main, this is my main problem with with all of them and will always be yeah. is that they they want their they want to have their cake and eat it too. Where they they want you to suspend your disbelief, but they don't work to do that. No, and it's. Bad. It's really yeah. bad. They're it's so bad. It just felt they like just, a. It really did feel like an off-brand nineties nineties version of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's, I think if you want me to suspend my disbelief, you have to do a lot of fucking yeah. work to do that. Good sci-fi yeah. does that. I watched Stargate SG One, yeah. which is like a TV series that has some horrible colonial themes going through it. But fuck, man. Do they suspend your disbelief? They, yeah. They've established this whole world that's ruled by these systemic laws, and they're fucking great. And like, yeah, every every like every group of people that's not coming from Earth still speaks English and shit, but they speak <laughs> it in a way where it's it's totally believable. And they they've just done the work to have that be fine when I receive it as an audience member. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think like in terms of better than worse than, I'd say this is definitely better than those laughably bad DC movies like Justice League and like Batman versus Superman and that shit. Because this isn't like a terrible comic book movie. This is like, it's fine. It's not bad. It's just fine. <laughs> it's definitely worse than superhero films like Guardians of the Galaxy or Captain America that I think is really what this is kind of going for. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Captain America, no. I think this is, I think this is much better than... I think Captain America's good. I think it's a good one. Nah. No? Okay, well, <laughs> I personally... Uh, my, my No. No. My beef station better than worse than that I'm overruling Andrew on in ter- <laughs> for purposes oh. of personal bias. Uh, uh, Bloody... Don't do that. Captain Marvel is better than uh, the DC Superman films. Sure. It's worse than Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America. So I have a slightly more nuanced, as usual, better than, <laughs> worse than, where, like, I think this is... I think this is worse than... I think I'll find it's better than Schindler's List, but worse than the Shawshank Redemption. Hmm. Uh, worse than Citizen Kane. Uh, better than... Uh, okay, so I reckon it was... I reckon it was worse than... You ever thought about the ethical implications of Captain Marvel? I think it was worse than both Guardians of the Galaxy movies that yeah, I've seen. Absolutely. But I think it was better than Thor Ragnarok or... Uh, better than Thor Ragnarok. Or, or... Yeah, I think it was better than Thor Ragnarok or Wonder Woman. And I think the reason I think why... Wonder Woman was good. Wonder Woman was not bad, but I think the reason why it was better than it was... Uh, maybe I'm I just think not this was a Wonder lot Woman. worse than Wonder Woman. Okay, all right. Maybe I'll... I'll, I'll I'm willing Your to... Your opinion's wrong, man. I'm Can't willing to rescind that because I don't really remember <laughs> Wonder Woman that well. Sure. But I, I, I think for, for me, I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok less because... Thor Ragnarok tried to split its wicket between being a being <laughs> a, a Guardians reference of the, out of nowhere right at the end of Big Station. But between being a Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy film, yeah, which is funny and absurd and like this stylized and, and highly stylized nostalgic thing, and a Captain America film, which, which yeah. is like hyper grounded in like American militaristic celebration like, of like, here's this real I'm not going to do that because I'm an American yeah. with principles. And it's like, here's this real little soldier that's been thrown into this big world. Right. And yeah. it's, uh, but he's also fucking indestructible because right. that means America. I think it tried to go for a and combination between those two films and it didn't really work. Absolutely. So I was yeah. going to say, I reckon it's worse. Uh, I, I think it's, it's, I think it's better than 
Thor Ragnarok because <laughs> Thor Ragnarok tried to split its wicket between that comedy and that serious element and it lost out on both. Okay. Directing by Taika Waititi means that it, it, it really could have been something special if they'd just gone for the humor, but it tried yeah. to take itself seriously. So I think in terms of films that try to take themselves seriously, this is better than Thor Ragnarok. But in terms of funny yeah. movies, it's worse than... Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I definitely agree with you with the fact that it's worse than Guardians of the Galaxy. It's worse than a lot of the other origin stories I've seen with Marvel. I'll give you maybe that it was worse than Wonder Woman. I don't really remember it. Definitely <laughs> yeah. worse than Black Panther. Like. I think it was fine. I think you could watch it on a plane and it'd be fine. I think if you're not sure what you want to go see, if you th- go see it. You'll have a fun time. I just think that like... I reckon don't go of, see it. Fuck these companies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think in terms of... Like, go see a better movie. In terms of having an enjoyable time at the cinema, you're not going to hate it. I nah, think it was fun and I kind movie. of... I think it was fun and I enjoyed it while I was watching it and it's not as... <laughs> unlike Rainbook, unlike Green Book, it's not racist. So that's it's got something going for it, right? I reckon you could definitely... Yeah. <laughs> it's probably some sort of racially problematic reading into it. it is. Right. I think we've made it through this episode of Beef Station relatively unscathed. <laughs> I think it's about all the time we have left for on this week's episode of Beef Station. Mm-hmm. If you've got any uh, thoughts or opinions or suggestions for us, you can send them through our email address, which is beefstationpod at gmail.com. You can join us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash beefstationpod. Yeah. Send us through on Facebook or email any suggestions you've got for episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for the, uh, the, the compliments and praise, which keep rushing in on a daily basis hell yeah please send us compliments <laughs> I don't need him fuck y'all thanks for listening for another week I'm Oscar Andrew see you later yeah.